0: Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, our weekly uh, NFL podcast um, where we're going to be talking everything NFL. Um, obviously, we are starting, this is the inaugural episode, so we'll start off with introductions. Uh, my name is the unusual Greg at the underscore, underscore Greg on Twitter, I scuffed that one up, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I have been following the NFL since about 2012. Um, watched my first Super Bowl, which was the New York Giants versus the New England Patriots. Um, and then after that became a Green Bay Packers fan, which is typical in my luck that I watched the Super Bowl after the Green Bay Packers won. <laughs> um, so that's very typical of me. Um last 2 seasons i watched pretty much every single game so i'm coming at it with a fair baseline of knowledge um so and and just a, a good love for the the game um co-host for this podcast is going to be
1: me <laughs> my name's smith um i'll sort of yeah i'll run down myself the, the way that you have i've always sort of watched um nfl well i've always watched it when it's been on i've never been like committed like watching a thing a full like season which i am doing for the first time this year um i have watched the past i don't know like five six super bowls or something and it's always been a tradition for me and my mates to meet up and watch it uh, which we didn't get to do this year but uh, i had work in the morning i still stayed up till 3am to fucking watch it um i've never like a unlike greg I don't really follow a team because I've never been that committed into it. Uh, I have been sort of like somebody who's just sort of has gravitated towards specific players uh, more than the team itself and then uh, sort of supported and enjoyed watching that team that that player has played for and and such like that. Um, So yeah, that's me. Um, I don't have Twitter. I have Instagram and uh, it's drs underscore 1994.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm Greg, on Instagram as well. Let me just quickly pull that up so I can... Let's say if people get involved with the, the podcast, yeah, I'm Unusual underscore Greg, both on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and the third component of this show is our, our producer. Um, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello
2: there. Um,
0: just a channel my inner... <laughs> <laughs> inner girl.
2: Am the right? One can Am I be on my
0: right? Yeah. Bringing Star Wars into this? Yeah, yeah. Ah. I mean, it's it's pop culture. I'll, yeah. I'll, that I'll, works. Do you know what? I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is,
2: if it goes wrong, you're going to get the entire internet on you. Right. This means um, the
1: format is going out a window, and the first topic is what position do you think Obi Wan would have played? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: he is blatantly a quarterback. Like, there's no way around it.
1: And do you reckon Anakin's his running back?
0: <laughs> Anakin's is running back or is tight end like because I feel like he'd do a good amount of blocking but he is out for glory so yeah running back or tight end so anyway carry on, <laughs> on. Anyway,
2: to the main event uh, I am scruffy also known on twitter as scruff lord because you know keeping the brand uh, but basically I've been watching on and off since about 2014 first year of uni You know, sports bars, they are a massive thing in UK unis. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Super Bowl, that was the Super Bowl, incidentally. Super Bowl XLVIII. Um, I can't do Roman numerals in my head or I'll tell you exactly what that is. Um, (laughs) But that was uh, Seattle versus Denver Broncos. Uh, Seattle obviously winning 43 8. Yeah. Um, So that was first interesting. I've sort of been watching on and off, but only in the last sort of year or so have I been more interested in watching it more often as the same as I I don't watch a specific team and I don't support a specific team I just watch for the like of the sport so that's about it on my end
1: I think as well, the way we watch as well, it gives us the best thing because we can have all the jerseys. We don't have to commit to one. (laughs) (laughs) I already have three. I'm like Thanos with Infinity Stones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Infinity jersey.
2: The the Infinity ring.
0: Um, Just, Just loads of Super Bowl rings. No, absolutely. But to say what we want to preface going forward is not going to be a Green Bay Packers and friends podcast. <laughs> I am going to want to talk about the Packers on a regular basis, but I'm going to limit myself so that we can talk about it. And that's not to say that I, I say I've, I've watched parts of every single game of the last couple of seasons, and I intend to do that again this year. So it is going to be very much a um, a, a pickup of all the season. We're going to talk about highlights and um, the, the kind of format that we're wanting to go for is each Friday we record we release it either Friday night Saturday morning sort of time um, and it's going to be a roundup of the game that has already happened so the Thursday night game and then a look forward to what's going a- ahead um, and it's going to be a nice little recaps um, slash discussion about what we liked and what I'm wanting to do is each week I'm going to bring up a game that I am really hot on watching, and it's not allowed to be a Green Bay game. It's And this is going to be a game that I'm going to have to watch the full replay of um, to discuss and go from there. Now, the other sections we want to do is talking about players of the week, players that we are looking forward to watching. Um, this is going to be more into to Smith's pigeonhole, where he... Gets hot on players, so we'll be following that. Um, and I think oh, going forward... Sorry?
1: So, so just with you, that, that quote of it, he gets hot on players. I just imagine oh, myself yeah. in little, a little corset with a uh, fan <laughs> just being. Good lord! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so many images straight away. <laughs> um... <laughs> fine art, fine art. <laughs> so now that we've got that out of the way. Uh, let's talk preseason um the most unimportant but also significantly important part of the season going forward um obviously, you can't judge results because the thing is offenses and defenses aren't gonna run their full schemes. What I look for in and I say I really have only watched the Packers preseason games. I've watched recaps of the others. Um, obviously because I'm evaluating Jordan Love going forward as the next uh, the next you know QB of the Green Bay Packers, but I'm also looking at the other people around what we can get going now um, if you'll indulge me for a few minutes, um, I just want to chat about especially the the bills game um, because I say like there was a message as we were starting this podcast about the bills eating uh, playing with their food. Um, and I, oh, I was just going to say, list... is this
1: being brought up because I said
0: that? <laughs> right, it's not being brought up because you've said it, but I've seen a lot of things on Twitter and a lot of things on Facebook about the Packers just, you know, they're going to go to shit um, throughout the rest of the season. Um, and I've got a full list of Packers that didn't play in that preseason game. And then what I've done is I've gone through the uh, initial 53 that the Packers have released And pulled out names that are a part of the Initial 53 that actually did have involvement in that game. But I want to start with the list of players that didn't play in that game at all. Um, And first off, I want to highlight us cornerbacks. Kevin King, Eric Stokes, Jerry Alexander and Shandon Sullivan. Now, all of these guys are part of the Initial 53, did not play against the Bills. So when Josh Allen and, let's be honest, most of the ones for the Bills were running up and down in the first half, it's because we had none of our starting cor- cornerbacks on. Like, the other cornerbacks that we had on the pitch were Shamar Jean Charles and Isaac Yidman. Both players were fighting for a roster spot. So, of course, they're going to be on the pitch. But you you know when you've got none of those and then linemen, let's pull out the main linemen. Rush on Gary, Zadaria Smith, Preston Smith, um Ty Summers, like all starting guys that weren't on the pitch. And again, most of these made the final fifty-three. So sorry, the initial fifty three. I've got to stop saying final fifty three. Uh, the initial 53. So when you're thinking about it in that regard, of course the offense put down points because none of our defense was there. Let's also remember this is a new defense under Joe Barry. They're still working the kinks out from the petton defense. Um, but obviously the defense aren't going to play their strategies in preseason because they don't want to give away their looks. We're hearing that Joe Barry is going to play a lot of nickel defense Which, uh, if you don't know these terms, it means we're going to have more defensive ends and corners uh, on the pitch. Um, And you're going to have this change in the defence that is going to look nothing like the defence we saw against the Bills or any of the preseason games. Because they're not going to play their full game. They probably went in with one-tenth of the, the playbook going into it. Now... When you look at it from the offensive side of things, you've got Jordan Love playing with who? Well, you've got Amari Rogers and Malik Taylor as his wide receivers. These are both like rookie that, you know, Amari Rogers is a third round pick, I think. And Malik Taylor, again, was a was a pick from this year. They're not They're they're part of the initial fifty three. Because they played well. Now, we had Devin Funchess go out injured. He would have been a great asset to, to Jordan Love going forward. I think they would have built a good relationship. Obviously, he's been released due to injury. Next, you've got the tight ends who played in that game. Deguara and Daphne. Now, you have to assume Daphne is playing for a position because they're going to want to bring Jay Sternberger in, who's um, who's been suspended for the first two games. You know, you got these players on the pitch... Those are, I say, I've highlighted the people from the the initial 53 that actually played. But you've got to think, when you've not got Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, um, Christ, Jonathan Winfrey, uh, Big Bob Tunyon on the pitch. You're not going to have as effective an offense. And the trouble is, when you're comparing Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers going forwards... Of course he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers, but he's playing really well. And that's that's what I want to transpose onto the rest of preseason is If I'm thinking this heavily about the Green Bay Packers games, especially the one against the Bills where people said they were running away with it, that's going to be transposed onto every other of the 31 teams. Like, if you play your third string guys against first string guys, if you're winning that game, the opposing team who's put out their first team has got to look at that first team and make cuts. So, of course, we lost against the ones. Did we, you know, and then you going forward, you got to look at the talent that's on display. Jordan Love threw some great balls. He threw it. Into double coverage, but again, how many times have we seen a game winning touchdown thrown into double, if not triple, coverage? You want a quarterback who's not afraid to make those shots. Um, and then you know, our running back okay, Dexter Williams got cut. Kylan uh, is it Kylan Hill is likely to go forward as a good running back, so we're, we're gonna see some good stuff out of them, but again. That's just my take on what I've seen across the internet um, of people saying, well, the Green Bay Packers aren't going to be able to recreate what they've done. I mean, you know we are going to do well because last year we had the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to have fallen off a cliff. If he's not going to put in an MVP performance, he's going to put in a second or third, like, wrong performance. Um, And with the team that we've got i think you know we've made improvements on our defense we've definitely made improvements on our special teams but the most important thing is we kept those impact players from the last season devonte adams and aaron jones we've kept them we've going to get bacteri back we've got josh myers in at center who is for all intensive purposes playing like he's already played a few seasons and we've got a very deep O-line core. You know, we've got nine O-linemen on our 53. And all of them could be starters at any other team. So, let's just, I'm just throwing that out there just to say, the Pack, don't write the Packers off this year. I think, and I truly think, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. and that's 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 my little uh that's my little rant uh, speech um i don't know you guys got anything you want to add to that
1: i I was just gonna say i think we should make uh, notes about that rant just for when it happens again next year as well Start (laughs) next
0: season (laughs) (laughs) um... no what we'll do next season is we'll just cut and paste that out and just every time it goes the packers versus the Texans, (laughs) Texans <laughs> and go from there, like a really hard cut.
1: <laughs> It'd be like the, those automated like doctor's appointments, where it's like, "Can patient number thing see Doctor Phil?" <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no. I was just gonna say about like obviously, yeah. I, I messaged uh, that into the group, and uh, obviously, like like I said, yeah. I'm I'm only just like starting to fully get into it this season, so I don't yeah. really need no names and like. Uh, four positions and everything like that, and like the, the drafts and stuff. Um, mm. um, yeah, I, to me, preseason was like you said, not putting the the number ones out. It's testing out the new guys to see who you want to keep, um, who could you know benefit a certain play better and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's one of the reasons I said it, and um, I think I also because during the start of the game as well. I know that the Packers have always had a good Mm defence. I don't know much about the offence, but defence, yes, I know they've always had a good one. Um, And they seem to be, like, good for, I'd say, the the first quarter and maybe half of the second quarter. And then, for some reason, it started to fall apart. And I don't know what it is if, like, they were doing the same defensive plays and then uh, Buffalo just sort of, like, just went, OK, just try this against them. It worked. Mm -hmm try yeah. it again try it again try it again and keep doing that but um just on on the other side of that as well like um I know I've not been committed to this sport but obviously I've watched and played sports in the past and um I I never understood when teams were like okay just put this crap team out mm-hmm. or the, the newbies team out in a normal season yeah um, thinking oh we'll just run over this team but they don't Why in a preseason game would Buffalo put most of the normal players out? Why wouldn't they do the same thing as everybody else of trying out the new guys?
0: Um, So I've got a couple of theories. No, absolutely. Um, I've got a couple of theories. Um, One is that they knew their roster going forward. They knew what they were going to do. They knew who they were going to put on their practice squad and they had an idea of who they were looking to cut. Now, what I would say is the Bills got to the AFC Championship game last season. So they are, they are a Super Bowl contender. They, they've kept a good amount in their team. Obviously, they've got Josh Allen, their quarterback. My kind of idea about it is they wanted to get momentum. They wanted to put their ones out so they could go, look... We're so confident. We know what's going to happen going forward. We want you guys to get game reps. We want you guys to get confidence. We want you guys to go and just excel. Now, obviously, a couple of their like their main guys came back from injury, um, so they wanted to probably shake off the rust. Now, game, week one of the regular season is sometimes considered getting the rust off game. Now, if you can get ahead of that with your kind of your, your ones you can get ahead of that you can shake the rust off between before week 1 and you can start the season off well you know is it worthwhile doing potentially but you've got to also think they've not run their full offense then there's no way they've run their full offensive package but they wanted to get their guys out to shake off the rust get the athleticism going and to make it so that they could actually go
1: yeah i, I understand that actually it's fair hmm. Yeah, especially like yeah, getting the rust off beforehand. Yeah. Um, and, and and actually another point on that as well is obviously a lot of players are saying, like, you know when they do the interviews mid-match and stuff like that with a, a player that's not on the pitch this game or yeah. whatever, um is they've not really had... Usually they do, you know, the season, mm-hmm. and then there's training and practice games and stuff like that through the summer uh, and then mm-hmm. like pre-season and stuff. They haven't had that because of COVID.
0: They like, have had it more this season. Obviously, last season,
1: yeah, yeah, that's they, what I mean. you like,
0: had no OTAs, you had no mini camps, um, you had none of that last season whatsoever. Like so you had. So this sorry?
1: season's like different because it's not just like the usual. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we just need to you know get back into the swing of things. This is yeah. Oh my god! Like we need to go back to basics, perfect them again, mm-hmm, and absolutely. then go into our specialist moves. Because that's especially like, I know it's it's kind of like our version. I played rugby growing up. It's like if you can't do the basics right, yeah, do not fuck about with the extreme stuff because you're not gonna do it. You just need to perfect the basics first. And if with that amount of time, just sort of like, yeah, I know they've still been doing stuff, but not and, and like and. Training's never the same as a game, as well, is it? Yeah. It, there's always going to be something that uh, comes up. They need that experience, and because they've not had that exact experience for so long, and even just with the crowds to just get you pumped and stuff. Oh
0: gotcha. absolutely.
1: Um, it just it just must be really weird to be a player at that time.
0: No, absolutely, and that's the thing. Like you know, I mean, it's it's going forward. I say like if we're gonna start seeing more regular. Pre season, so to speak. But again, like I say, last year we had no mini camps, no OTAs, um, anything like that. So this season we actually got a better idea of the rookies that we had last season and how they shaped up. Because you got to think, like, you drafted a guy in April, you don't have a chance to see him play proper contact football until pre season but it's not a real preseason and then it's straight onto week 1 that's it straight onto week 1 yeah. of the you know of the preseason games and then it's straight onto week 1 of the regular season last year you teams must have thrown players completely into the the team on on virtual training camps and you know book knowledge alone yeah. but that's when you need to assess Athleticism versus technique, yeah. um, and again, a lot of the players, the the, the Packers are, you know, they, they as you said, they do tend to draft well for their defense, namely cornerbacks. Um, cornerbacks, they they seem to just nail it. I mean, obviously, you're looking at Jair Alexander, the number one corner in the league. I will hear no arguments otherwise. Um. Who? <laughs> hmm. um, but no, like he is, when they drafted him, he was pure athleticism. And then you can hone the technique. Now, I'm not, not saying at all that when he was playing in college football, he wasn't a good cornerback, but he was a great athlete. And that's what you look for going into the preseason when you're looking at these preseason games. If somebody drops the ball, fine. But if they drop it, trying to do something extraordinary, fine. It's when you see the technique that they use to get there, the raw athleticism, to see when they got to their position. Did they hit? Did they run fast? Did they use their legs? Did they pump? Did they keep the play alive? That raw athleticism going forward. Um, that's when you. Could, that's what you can really assess in pre-season.
1: I assumed, like, with, with last year and it not being going down properly and everything, it was sort mm-hmm. of like, oh, do you, do you rec- how do you reckon you'd do on this route? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 no, it's fine. I was like, okay, we'll do it live.
0: Pretty <laughs> much, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, the trouble is with that, you would never, I say, with the rookie draft lists and, you know, people you don't have a lot of tape in NFL games for, you would have to look at their college like tape. What did they do at college? What can they? What can you take from their college game and put into an NFL game? Because there's a big disparity in what you can do at college versus what you can do at the NFL level. Um, and this, I'd say, that would be the big important thing. So, you know, for when you're talking about wide receivers, you're talking about route running. Can this player run a good route to get themselves open to get a play right You know, we know they can throw them in, do that route. So you've got to think like the offense was tailored towards what we know these players can do, not what we can put into place before the season starts. So, again, it's one of those things where now that we're returning to normal again with a lot of the rookies, we saw them at OTAs, we saw them at minicamp and now we're seeing them. We've seen them at training camp and pre-season. So we've had a lot more knowledge and a lot more time for the coaches to install certain things into them. So, you know, okay, you're a very athletic guy. I want you to work on X, Y and Z. Now, again, I'm going to liken it to the Packers because that's all I've got a reference for at the moment. When you're talking about Amari Rogers, when we bought in Amari Rogers, he was built to be our slot receiver. He was going to be our slot guy. There's a lot of importance on the slot guy um, to to make themselves available. So you're looking at athletic route runners. Obviously, then we brought in Randall Cobb, so Randall Cobb's going to be our slot, our full-on a slot guy. So now we can take a you know a step back with Amari Rogers, get him to do the gadget plays, you know the the kind of fun stuff. The OK, you go out there, attempt this, if it comes off, brilliant. But it also gives him a year where he can practice the basics, making sure that he catches a ball, making sure he catches a ball in coverage, getting that, you know, learning the routes that he would be following presumably Randall Cobb at. So him and Cobb are going to be very close this season in what, they're, what book they're learning from. Um, which is going to be good for Rogers going forward because he's not going to have that slot receiver pressure going forward. He is going to have a year where he can step back, watch Cobb do it, and then try and replicate it. Um, but again, like you're going to have a lot more succinct teams who know what they're going to go forward with um, because you've had more time to evaluate these rookies. Now, again, a lot of the rookies would have gone to the practice squad, but, you know, with the way they've changed the practice squad for the past couple of years, you're going to have a lot more veterans in the practice squad. So you're going to have a lot more people that you kind of go, OK, this, these couple of players aren't working out. Let's swap them over and see what we can do going forward. I think we've talked a good amount of preseason. Um, was there any games I would ask that you wanted to watch at all during the preseason, um, just to evaluate a couple of players?
1: Um, for myself, um, like like you, uh, I know you said that you you mainly just watched the the Packers games full on, mm-hmm. and then the rest are sort of um, catch ups. The main ones that I watched, and I did go back over the the past few preseason game weeks as yeah. well. Um, is like i've basically just cuz when I, I first started watching it my mate who got me into it is a, a patriots fan um and I, to me because I, like i said I'm, i've never been like a, a team person i've always been a plaything. thing as good as and i know they are as good as like Gronk and Brady have always been they just don't entertain me because they're that good and that are like, oh, okay, oh, oh, they're in that match, okay, that team will win. That's just like how my mind works. So um, <laughs> during the preseason, I, I like I watched the um, Patriots game, uh, the Raiders game, and the Falcons game mm-hmm. um, in full. Um, yep. Falcons, I did enjoy watching the most because they do have a new, well, they had a <clears throat> Young new uh, quarterback who played in some of the mm-hmm. game. I don't. He didn't start the first one, um, but when he won, he's called a uh, Felipe Frank. I think it is. Uh, okay. Franks. Um. He's a quite. I think he's the second tallest quarterback in. Oh, he's at the, uh, the height of like. Because I think uh, I think he's six three, and the tallest quarterback that either the Falcons have had or NFL have had is six four. Yeah. Um. So but he's he's one of them he's not he's not lanky he still looks in proportion and one of my favorite things about quarterbacks is um i know obviously the main pos- their position is mainly you know to get the ball as far down the pitch as they can but i really like when it's the quarterbacks who are like okay yes sometimes they they should risk it they should have that confidence in themselves but it's like no I know what I've got to do and they just run themselves and they've yeah. still got that speed and that strength. Um, he did it quite a lot, which I enjoyed, and that, I think that's why I sort of like was like, okay, I'm liking this player. um Because yeah. even though he's like he's that big, he obviously spreads his legs and he, he gets moving really fast.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and I know he's uh, he, he got sacked a few times, which mm-hmm. it's going to happen in preseason, isn't it? You know, you're learning how oh, to. Oh, yeah. um, Not only evade, but like move behind which defense which uh, one of your linemen, like, in a certain uh, way and such. But, yeah, he he was the one that I only... He's the only one that I remember a name of, so I know mm-hmm. he stood out to me the most out of the rest. Um, yeah. I do always enjoy watching the Raiders, because I know a, a, they are, especially on an offensive, um, mainly, like, running plays. and um, Yeah. It, it's just sometimes it's just fun to just see somebody just use raw power and just knock people <laughs> over. Um, <laughs> Patriots, um, I, I enjoy watching. Um, it is weird seeing a new quarterback other than Brady on that team, um, mm-hmm. but they, they seem to be doing well. And um,
0: I did. Catch well, a- I mean, the Patriots. You've got to talk. We've got to talk a bit about them because they've released Cam Newton. Um, so they signed, obviously, a bit of history. Obviously, you had Brady for the longest era. Last season, Brady went to the Buccaneers. The Patriots signed uh, Kyle Cam Newton, who famously uh, ran the, the Panthers' offense. They signed him to a one-year contract last year. They re-signed that contract. So he was on a one-year deal for this year. The Patriots signed Mac Jones uh, in the draft. And then we found out, I think it was last week, I think just before the initial 53 came out, they had released Cam Newton. Um, So it looks like they're all in on Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones is very much looking like Tom Brady from when he was first signed. You know, he's not well built he's not he, he i think the, the the description that was um that i remember most about brady when he first went to the patriots is the kid looked like he was allergic to a weight room and when i look at <laughs> matt jones's physicality i see that as well
1: <laughs> yeah he ain't gonna be painted in gold
0: and holding up no globes well i mean you say that but i think a lot of people would do that to tom brady nowadays if they could true um but yeah no the Patriots are an interesting cuz they they they're almost in their second year of reorganizing where they're going to be as a team. Um uh, obviously when when they signed Cam Newton I saw them going the more running offense the more quarterback um sneak plays because I say when Cam Newton was at the the Panthers he was a very I'm going to run it if I can quarterback. Now I know you said you liked that from uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Um I always worry when a quarterback decides to run it themselves when it's not designed because there is so much risk the o-line don't know where to protect. Um if you know you've got to think there's a higher risk when the QB declares themselves as a runner, Um, so you've got that risk factor involved but it also tells me that the QB doesn't trust their arm to get it somewhere Mm -hmm. Um, and going forward when when age becomes a factor as it has with Cam Newton he can't do as much of the running plays as he used to, he's not as athletic as he used to be, so he has to now trust his arm a bit more um, so when you're talking, oh, I like it when a QB decides to take it upon themselves and run, that to me signals this QB needs to learn in the next two years to throw it and trust his arm, yeah. otherwise we've got trouble
1: yeah yeah, no I, I understand it from that point
0: hmm. So go on then scruffy what did did you watch any preseason? uh the
2: one preseason incidentally i sort of watched <clears throat> well at least i watched the highlights of because i find it hard to actually watch them live mm-hmm. um yep. was incidentally um your favorite team <laughs> i watched that one unfortunately that was the one where they got absolutely battered but as you say very much wasn't a first team
0: yeah
2: it's not going to give an accurate result if anything it gives quite a decent result in a way mm-hmm. yeah um because I've lost the fact I found, Um, but it was basically going over how they actually performed. So the score is one thing. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, you have another thing, which is the score doesn't mean everything. I'm actually just found the um, item I was looking at. But basically, on paper, yeah, it's not very fun. But despite the fact they've fallen actually to Buffalo in a three-score loss over the time, the Packers, they've earned more yards per play yep. than the Bills. And yep. that's the more important bit. Yeah, like, absolutely. Because you look at a score and go, oh, they got re- they got absolutely battered, but that's not the main point as well. You can't just look at a score.
0: No, absolutely. And when you said that to me, I was quite surprised. Um, but also I really shouldn't have been with the way that Jordan Love was hoofing it. He was mm-hmm. throwing it, and then obviously you've got then Kurt Benker who Honestly, I was really surprised when Kurt Benkert made it through waivers because I thought he put a lot of good stuff on tape that a a team like the Patriots would have maybe wanted to consider bringing him in to give Mac Jones a year to to develop. So when when yeah, when when we waived um Kurt Benkert to try and sign him to the practice squad, I was quite surprised that he made it through. Um but yeah no I say that that's that's a good baseline was there anything in particular in that game you liked the look of
2: from either team I would say I mean I'm still not going to get the first touchdown out of my head <laughs> just yeah. absolutely yeeting the ball down the field just yeah. straight as clean as you like Yeah. Um touchdown is honestly one of the nicest things to see As much as it's not the nicest thing if you're a Green Bay fan. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think there was definitely some things to like. It was just really, really good play. Regardless of the score, the play was still there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think it's just an all round, really good game to
0: watch more than anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. Now, we would be remiss of being a, a British. NFL podcast without talking about Brits in the NFL, and there are two incidentally playing for the Bills that I want to bring up. F.A. Um, Obada, who is a Bills, Christ, what position does defensive he play? Defensive lineman. Yes, defensive lineman. Um, fantastic. Uh, defensive end, sorry. Not defensive oh, end. defensive end. Yeah. I knew he was on the defense, um, but yeah, he's a defensive end for the Bills. He's been on their squad. Uh, for the last two years i want to say uh no sorry on the panthers squad for the last two years mm-hmm. got traded to the bills this year um fantastic player really really deserves to be part of that team and um we're looking forward As I say I'll be watching the bills games um with a bit of you know hope that I can see some good play for him. Um, the I was just
1: going to say hatred.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to say hatred because at the end of the day, the Bills have done nothing against me. You know, they won a preseason game. My oh, God, no. if if I hated every team that won a preseason game, I'd hate 30 <laughs> yeah. teams out of the NFL. Yeah. Obviously, the only team I wouldn't hate would be the Bears because the Bears can't win shit against the Green Bay Packers. Oh. But. It's <laughs> just um, getting dark in here. There's so much shade. <laughs> there is so much shade being thrown at <laughs> The Bears right now, um, but yeah, Christian Wade is the yes. other. He is a running back for the Buffalo Bills, and unfortunately, he's looking like he's not going to be able to play this year. He's been on the practice squad for the Bills the past couple of years, but he apparently suffered a season-ending shoulder injury, um, which is sucks because like I thought this was going to be the year that Christian Wade came through. Um, And was part of the Bills 53. I thought he was going to have a really good season going forward. Obviously he can still. um, Play a part of the team. If that shoulder injury isn't as bad as. Is initially thought. But being part of the injury reserve. uh, The injured reserves. He then has to. Sit at least six weeks. Now if the injury is as bad as. They think it is. Six weeks might not be enough. Um, But. He could again. If the Bills make it to to postseason, he could still be a part of that game, uh, that that team going forward. So we're just going to see how it goes. Obviously, um, we need to you know to keep him in our thoughts um, and hope that we can see him this year.
2: There are also a few others that are in as well. Like not necessarily just with the Buffaloes. There's definitely yeah. a few Brits, more than you'd expect considering it's. A- Oh, yeah. American-based sports. You've obviously got Jamie Gillen. He's with Cleveland Browns as a punter. Okay. Um, but he's... Formerly, he's Scottish. Um, because, obviously, with Britain, you've still got to include Scotland and Wales. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, and...
1: I they think would he's... disagree, but... Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they don't want Smith, to... Smith, so we don't have them. time for this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he's averaged about 45 yards per kick. That's Over the pretty, first two seasons, which is pretty decent. That's and 42 right. kicks within the 20 yard line. Yeah. Which is not bad at all. Then you've obviously got Jack you've got Jack Crawford, not obviously, I keep saying that. I don't know why. It's a very British <laughs> thing. Obviously you've got so. this person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you've got Jack Crawford, Arizona Cardinals, uh, his defensive line. Uh but yeah, he's just, more sort of Yeah, he's it he could be a big year on defence that is on a pretty decent rise. Yeah. With Cardinals. Um, got a very, very good coordinator on that front. Yeah, and absolutely. Then the final person who I'm going to try and pronounce, do not murder me if I don't, if you pronounce it correctly, uh, is Jermaine Illuminor. Okay. Um, and he used to play for London Blitz, incidentally. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm damn. Working off the name of this podcast, incidentally. There you go. That's <laughs> there you go. Blitz, London Blitz. Um, and he was, I believe... Oh, goodness. Fifth round draft choice in 2017.
0: Oh, uh, so he we actually back. went through the draft, not the international players' programme.
2: Uh, so, yeah, it was fifth round draft choice of, just looking at the info I've got here, it was fifth round draft choice of the Baltimore Ravens. He made the oh, PFWA okay. all-rookie team.
0: Interesting, because I say, um, like, most hmm. of the players we've talked about otherwise go through the international players' programme. So, obviously, yeah. Christian Wade famously was a a rugby star. Um yes. Playing for the... I can't find it. <laughs> uh, I'll see if I can get it before you, but I probably won't. You The Wasps. There we go. <laughs> yes. Coventry uh, rugby team. So, yeah. Um, so, they obviously most of the time go through the international pathway. Um, but if, if if he went through the draft, that's interesting. We'll he went to through
2: the draft. Yes. Um. He let me just grab the info. He basically yeah, went. It. He basically moved to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um. To play Division One college football because he was he was at Texas A&M. So oh, that's okay. how he could go through the draft. There we go. Um. So there that's how he managed to get through the draft. It gives a better chance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Rather than having to be called up through international. Good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Which is a lot harder than you know being American. Oh, easy. Easy. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean. Famously, if this uh, is a good segue, and uh, hard knocks, you've got uh, Alucard, who is a Mexican player currently um, going through uh, the player, the international pathway program, to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I can't. I haven't actually looked to see whether he made the roster or not. Uh, let's have a look.
1: Just while you're uh, looking that up as well, like it's, this is, it. Uh, it I really, really want a, mm. any like time you bring an up uh, any British player. I'm like, I want them to be a defensive linesman. I want them to be involved <laughs> in lines because that's what UK people do
0: best. <laughs> lines, lines and cues. Cues. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, segueing into uh, the hard knocks. So. Um, Isaac Alakhan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably not. He has been put on the Cowboys practice squad. Um, So, which is good. It means he can have it take a year to develop and potentially make it onto the main fifty-three next year. But let's transition into Hard Knocks properly. Um, (laughs) Did did we all watch it? I've I haven't watched the fourth episode. I have watched maybe ten minutes of the fourth episode. I honestly haven't watched Hard Knocks yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance. Okay. I haven't
2: watched it either
3: yet.
0: Okay. Not a good segue at all, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, What's this segue? So, called? It's called so the of is... shut the fuck up. Someone <laughs> tries to come across, <laughs> just crashes into a bollard. Uh, this this is the segment where once again Craig talks or Greg talks at you. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but no, no, I I would really recommend watching Hard Knocks. It's a uh, a great program. It gives a really good insight into um, what goes on behind the scenes. Now, obviously, last year's one was mostly about the LA teams de- dealing with COVID. Um, This year is about um, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know why my brain stuttered with that. Um, I'm trying to think. I know the Raiders were in Hard Knocks. It was 2019 the Raiders were in Hard Knocks. So I told told you a lie, Scruffy. I watched the last three Hard Knocks. So I watched the (laughs) Raiders Hard Knocks and the LA Hard Knocks. Um, So obviously then this year it's about the Cowboys and how they're dealing with a lot of it. And what I love about this program is that I start rooting for the most random of people. Um, And like I truly get invested in their stories. Now, obviously, this year was Isaac Alucan. Um, Last year was a linebacker that got cut by L.A. and then signed for Carolina's practice squad. I can't remember his name because it's been a whole off season since I've thought about him, but I was trying to look him up and trying to remember his name. Now I'm going to have to just go back and, and watch the couple of the episodes of hard knocks from last year, just to get his name, just to see what it's like. But um, yeah, I know he signed for Carolina's practice squad last year. Um, And I just find myself rooting for these players, uh, just hoping they make it. And ultimately, like I'm two for two on them not making it to the main fifty three, oh. so, so I'm a bad luck charm for these players. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's
1: like is that a, a just a, a a thing between people, or is that is that a British thing that we like? Because that's kind of what I do. I like I I don't care how good that's it. I I want to root for the underdog.
0: Oh, good. I yeah. don't care
1: if my favorite player is on the good team. I want to root for the underdog.
0: Oh mate, absolutely! And I, I say I, I I start rooting for these players just because I'm like they have they have like they have a chance of to get into the main fifty three, um, and it's one of those things where like they're showing this, and you always see that kind of stuff where they're not playing brilliantly, and you go, go on, you can do it, the little you know the little steam engine that could, like <laughs> go on, um, and I just like I find myself want rooting for these players. Um, now, obviously, the big thing we've got to talk about with the Cowboys is Dak Prescott. Um, very familiar with his injury from last season. The stere the, the, the very not stereotypical, but the classic image of him punching his fucking foot to get it back into place. Like oh, the insanity of that. Because say the start of the 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 the, the program, you kind of see Dak Prescott talking about his injury and he's like, I thought I just uh I just pop rolled my ankle and I'm like, mate, you rolled it because it went ninety degrees to where it should have been. <laughs> like that is that is a roll and a half. And yeah, now he tries to punch it back in. Um and yeah, it's just like Dak Prescott is a great quarterback. He plays for the Cowboys, which is unfortunate for him, but it's, he is a great quarterback, and I think he's going to do well this year. I think he'll have... He's he's had a rocky start to the season. He had a shoulder tweak in preseason, didn't play uh, much, I don't think, if any of the, the preseason games. But I do expect him to start week one, and I do think he is going to continue where he left off sort of thing, of being an MVP-caliber quarterback. Yeah. Um, so yeah I I'm looking forward to that. Um but I also just love the the meetings that they have. Like you get to look into the meeting rooms and you you see like play, people that you would never consider becoming a fan of. Like I I really enjoyed um if for this season especially the um Cowboys. Um I think it's um what is it? Is is, is it the the he's a he's a defensive coach but he's another brit um he used to play um and i think he went through the international pathway program um and then ended up in coaching and he's he's, he's a defensive a defensive coach for the cowboys and i really i really enjoyed hearing him yell at these players <laughs> Because um, that's what the coaches do mostly. That's what's on tape most for this hard knocks program is a load of coaches going off oh, and crying out loud. What the hell are you doing? And I'm just I'm I'm there for it when you've got like Mike McCarthy and and Dan Quinn yelling this, and then all of a sudden you've got, "Oi, Gav, what are you doing, bruv?" And it's just like, "What the hell accent was that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, no, that was as I say. Hard knocks is brilliant. Um, if you get a chance to watch it, I absolutely recommend it. Um, but now I'm going to stop talking at you um, because we're going to go into predictions for the year.
1: Just, just before we do that, as well, I was just going to mention as well. I know obviously it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: not actual NFL, but obviously mm-hmm. the show on Netflix, Last Chance You, that has the same yep. sort of effects as well. Uh, especially the last season they did for um, actual American football before they changed it into basketball. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the last one they did, like, usually there's some players on the team is like, oh, I hope they make it, but they are still a bit, like, they're obviously nice lads and stuff like that, but they're still a bit, you know, I'm the best. Fuck off. Yeah. I'll do what I want. There was a player in the last season, I think he went, he either went to Hawaii or he went to F- Miami, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously then Kovey kicked off, and the last episode was like them on Zoom and stuff like that. There was yeah. a player there who, like, me and my mate who watched it, um, we really gravitated towards because it was like, I like I f- feel sorry for him because he, he was actually going to a job and then sleeping in his car because he didn't have yeah. enough money to do all that shit and like mm. could, didn't eat for like two days straight or something because he just couldn't afford the food. Yeah, um, it was just funny. I was like I want him to succeed. If like if I could find him somewhere, I would personally send him money because I mm. want him to do well because he's he's like <laughs> such a a good person, it's like, and yeah. like you say I, I, I want that person to succeed regardless yeah. but, um,
0: it's weird that you to say that um, I don't know if either of you guys have Disney+, Plus, but there yes. is a great film on Disney+, Plus called uh, Safety, and it's about a Clemson um, defensive player called Ray McArathby and basically it follows his story as he attends Clemson University Um, And he's not your stereotypical football player. He's balancing football. He's trying to do like high-end psychology classes and all this kind of stuff. But the main draw of the film is... And it's a true story. It's based on a true story. Is that his mum has to go into a a rehab programme for drug and substance abuses. So he's got his kid brother. And his kid brother's been... ...taken in by a couple of suspect figures... ...so he sneaks him into university dorms... ...and then it's about his story of trying to balance... ...class, football, looking after his brother... ...but the thing is with the NCAA... ...is that they don't allow... ...charitable donations to players... ...if you know what I mean... ...so they can't be fed... ...they can't be uh, transported... ...or anything like that... ...so this is big fight against the NCAA about looking, how he's going to afford to look after his brother and do all of this stuff on his own. And it's a very heartwarming story. I've watched it about three times over lockdown because I just... You know in those days you need this heartwarming, tear-jerking story. I've watched it a couple of times over lockdown. It's just a really good film. And it is basically what you're saying about, you know, trying to work and support yourself and, and try and do something that would ultimately, like... Improve your 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 living situation. Yeah, yeah. I know. Th- I and know.
1: That, a, I will watch that because that does sound good. Because uh, I know. Yeah. Is it called The Blind Side? The other one where uh, he's I know him. He basically got adopted by a, a rich family because he was living on the streets and whatever. Yeah. But he become a player for the uh, Ravens. I think he, that was his first team he signed on to.
0: I haven't uh, seen that one. I
1: think it's called You'd The Blind it's the, Side. Yeah,
2: it's called The Blind Side. It was. It's frustratingly main. <laughs> It's about a football player, yet it's um, made by Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Okay. So I think...
1: Big Mike in it, and I forgot his Mm. actual name, but um, essentially he just, like... Tim McGraw? He's, like, couch surfing. um, Right. And then, like, eventually gets into high school because the the coach sees him and wants him to play on the team, and he literally just doesn't speak, doesn't know how to write and all that shit. um, Right. And then this, the woman who is played by Sandra Bullock... um, did did they, did the family like own some restaurants or something like that? I think I don't know if they own a fast food place or they just own the buildings that fast food like places rent out or something like that. So they're rich. Okay. They let him stay on the couch for a bit, and then it eventually just ends in them. They just fully adopt him. Uh, yeah. And mm. it becomes like this like court case that they're trying to. They, the the government or whoever it is, think that they're trying to pay for this good player to get. Yeah. Into that college to benefit that team but it's not he's like choosing to go there yeah. and all stuff like that so it's a bit of a family thing as well um, I but, believe his
2: name was Michael Oa. fair enough Big there you Mike, go uh, Michael Big Mike Ower. Yeah. Then uh, ended and up with the also
1: Ravens. Uh, I did just look up the player that was on about from Last Chance U he's called uh, Dior Walker Scott
0: what a name very good name uh, he, is he a, still playing then
1: I don't know. I've not looked into him since. Um, uh, but it, I, I just remember it being that thing where I was like, "Yeah, I feel like I'm invested in that person." Yeah, and,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: I think that there was like a, there's a few games as well where something happens to the quarterback or the quarterbacks just like in a bit of a funk or something like that and he takes over that position for a bit and he right. does he's not amazing at it but he does well at it and he could become yeah. an amazing quarterback if he was left in that position but yeah. they end up like putting him back in his old one and stuff like that but mm. yeah I, I think he either fantastic. ended up in Miami or Hawaii I just Hawaii. I Hawaii? actually just
2: had a look into it uh, Dior Scott 2021 is at the University of Hawaii Athletics right now he's a running back
0: yeah. fantastic so there
2: you know. go now you know where he went there nice. you go. Right. I know
0: where to send Fantastic. To. <laughs> there you go. Uh care of Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Damn Cedar Turtle.
1: It's got my money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh lastly, on this subject about NFL films, couple of good films that I really recommend on this vein that we've somehow found ourselves in. You're gonna say the <laughs> <It's> longest yard. <laughs> not the longest yard, no. Um Invincible, Mark Wahlberg, yes. Eagles. Fantastic film, and the last one is based fa- based in high school football. Remember the Titans, another one of those kind of tear jerkers that just just a good good film. Um, that one's mostly f- um, based around race because it's these it's based around the white school and the uh, the black school coming together to form one school, so one football team, everything like that. Uh, great film, um, definitely check it out. But yeah, let's head into predictions for the year. Um, obviously, the the big thing is what do we think is going to be the Super Bowl? But what do you think are going to be the teams going forward that are going to maybe surprise us a little um, or make dramatic improvements going forwards? Uh, Smith, we'll start with yourself.
1: Um. So- I think um, just in regards of Super Bowl, I don't know how... I'm not... Obviously, it's only pre-season, isn't it? So, like, I'm not convinced yet of a team that would definitely make it in there. Okay. Clearly, I'm thinking my mind instantly goes to, okay, Buccaneers are at least going to, like, get quite close just because of Brady. Um, Because even when I watched their game of the highlights, he just... I don't know how the fuck he makes the ball just, like, spiral so perfectly and so fast. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he he's going to do that. Obviously, um, regardless of the the team that Packers had out, um, I did think that the, the Bills played very well. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I am looking forward to see, like, how they usually pay, play or, like, what they do um, this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then i think just because of the the lack of knowledge i have on um, their exact previous seasons i'm just excited to like see who i gravitate towards uh, yeah. as an actual team um just like i said like for s- some reason I, I do like the the patriots the raiders the falcons um mm-hmm. i watched a bit of the colt's as well uh, like I said to you like how
0: have you just named four NFC teams from different divisions <laughs> I don't know how you did it <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, because, I know, um,
1: the Colts I, I only watched that because um, on, my, on Madden that's my uh, the character that I made to go through you know the NFL and yeah. they yeah. playing for the Colts and I only picked the Colts because I was watching Parks and Rec at the time uh, right um, but yeah I think uh, yeah, I'm just excited to sort of yeah see who I do gravitate towards at the at the very least in the first weeks. Yeah. Um, I know one of my friends is from Florida, so I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to check out uh, the Dolphins. And, yeah. Um, I, I do. I don't know what it was about it. I do for some reason remember Jacksonville standing out. For some reason. Well, I don't know if it was the Jacksonville
0: I got the number one pick this year. Um, so they picked Trevor Lawrence so they've they've got you know they've they've got a definite chance of improving upon their their team last year at least Mm
1: -hmm. so yeah I'm I'm very (laughs) mixed bag at the moment I'm sure I'll be able to become a lot more definitive in the next few weeks or so fantastic Um, alright but yeah at the moment it's obviously it's just one of them I definitely know the Buccaneers are going to go far but yeah Whether they will be one of the two teams in the Super Bowl, I'm not 100% convinced yet.
0: No, absolutely. So, from the NFC side of things, I do believe that the Green Bay Packers are going to go through to the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's going to be a close kind of... I think the NFC game will probably be uh, Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. I do think that is potential to happen. Um but other teams that I think could improve, especially from the NFC, I think the Cowboys, if Dak Prescott can stay healthy, have a chance to improve upon their season. Um, the Rams, now that they've got Matthew Stafford, could go far. But again, in their division, you've got a tough choice between the Cardinals, 49ers and Seahawks. They are That is a tough division um, at the moment to call. Um, and then I yeah, say the NFC South, the Falcons, Saints, and Buccaneers are really the the teams to watch uh, in that division. The Panthers, I don't think they're going to do much with Sam Darnold, um, but it's, it's it's it leads to be seen because I say with the Saints with Jameis Winston, we don't know what's going to happen there. The Falcons, if they're going to stick with Matt Ryan, we don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, from the AFC, I do agree with you. I think the Bills i say they got to the, the championship game for the AFC last year. And I don't think they have lost much, if anything, going into this season. The Patriots, I don't know. I think they're going to have a rough season because of their rebuilding around Mac Jones. Um, the next, you say, you got the Chiefs. They've not lost anything. If anything, they're going to go forward and, and do more this season. The Raiders, I don't know whether Carr will do anything. The Chargers are the team I want to watch from the AFC. Uh, Justin Herbert playing, uh, I think he's a great quarterback. He got very unlucky last year with the amount of decisions um, slash games that went against him. But for a rookie season, considering he was meant to sit a year behind Tarod Taylor... I think he done incredibly well and I only think he's going to get better going forward. The Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers could all make it out of the North. Um, and then the South is going to be... A, a. I think the South is going to be the new NFC East because the Texans have got their quarterback uh, struggles, is, is putting it lightly. Um, the Colts... Could do well, but I don't know where where they're at in their their kind of season building. The Jags, again, they got number one pick last year for a reason. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is enough of a step up to make it this year. But the Titans, the Titans done really well last year, so it could be a good one from there. But I do think it's going to be between the Chiefs and the Bills again. I just don't. I have not seen enough. Obviously, we are talking before regular season starts, but I don't think I've seen enough big moves from any of the teams to really change the picture, the playoff picture. Do I want the Chargers to go further? Yes, because they picked up a great center in Corey Lindsley, who played for the Packers last season. Um, but yeah, I think the Chargers are going to do well, but in their division, they have got a tough division. With the Chiefs. They have to play the Chiefs twice this this year. I don't know that they have enough to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs just... Yeah, Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs is is dangerous. Um, So I think, in all honesty, it's going to be a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl. Which would be incredible that the Chiefs would make it to a third straight Super Bowl. Was it third straight? No, because...
1: Yes, that's true. They they, they would be third. And then the next year would be third. No,
0: because I thought Patriots won. And they're the AFC team from three years ago. Uh, Hmm. 2019 Super Bowl?
2: Furious. Yeah, it was the
0: Patriots (laughs) versus the Rams. And I think that was the Super Bowl. Okay, what was the 2020 Super Bowl? That was San Francisco. No. Uh yeah, S- twenty twenty was Chiefs versus San Francisco. So then, yeah, it would have been. Would that was that really Brady's last season? Uh, okay, I've I've lost a thread there. I've lost a I, thread. I, I it, <laughs>
1: it's weird isn't it because like this one will be the twenty twenty two one. So twenty twenty one was.
0: Yeah. Bucks and Chiefs. Yeah. And then, yeah, 2020 was Chiefs and 49ers. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah, so this will, um, will, yeah, it will be the third
1: straight one. if they Yeah,
0: it. so it would be their third straight if they got to it, which would be incredible. Um, and only the... I want to say it's the Bills have a longer record of going to the Super Bowl, but I think they went to four consecutive Super Bowls and lost all of them. Oh,
2: Jesus. Yeah. It's not exactly the nicest
0: No, it's not. Track no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Easy yeah. enough to get to the Super Bowl, not but winning any it. of them. That's mm. it. Um so yeah, I I could it be the Chiefs' third straight Super Bowl? It, I think it could be. I think it could be. Um but if I say it is I,
1: I like I would be supporting them in the Super Bowl, mm. regardless of oh, yeah. who they're against. Um, yeah. because I think it also went as my hatred for Always, always, Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> yeah. I felt so yeah. bad for Mahomes last year. Like, yeah. it just felt it felt like he was the only one who gave a shit that entire game. Like, or at least yeah. for the the first quarter, they like they were like, yeah. okay, we're being beat. That is it. Brady's on that team. They've got some points ahead of us. They've they've won. We just should throw in the towel now. But Mahomes like was like, no, 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 I'm still gonna do it. And it didn't he have a foot injury yeah. as well, and he still he did, did a shitload yeah. of running yards. Yeah.
0: He, did have a, he went in with that a foot injury. I think the main thing to remember about that game is the O-line for the Chiefs was backups. It uh, They didn't have great O-line depth last year. Now, they've improved their O-line depth this year. So, if they do get to that position, they'll have better O-line depth going into that game. But, yeah, um, it is worth remembering that. So, last part of the predictions... Scruffy, if you want to take it away.
2: If I'm honest, I haven't been watching NFL enough to make an accurate prediction, if I'm brutally honest. Mm -hmm. Um, So me being me, and going, if I can't accurately say something, I won't. (laughs) Um, I won't generally make a prediction, because otherwise, coming from an uneducated stance, it's not really going to work. Yeah. Um, I think, based on performance, I believe, yes... Third straight is probably going to be the case. Mhm. Um, I would quite like to see the Packers there. More because, well, I'm pretty sure I've I've never seen them at a Super Bowl. I'm sure you can tell me if
0: they've been to one. Uh, well, they've they won the first three, and okay. they got there in 2011. Which, as I said, when I started my first Super Bowl that I properly watched was 2012. Yeah. So the year after they won it. So they beat the Steelers in 2011.
2: Yeah, it would be an interesting one for sure. Super Bowl and predictions for the season, because I haven't seen enough yet, really. I've mm-hmm. only watched the highlights of the Packers. Yeah. So I, I mean, wouldn't be able to give a prediction particularly. I mean, it,
1: it'd be good if Packers and uh, Bills make it there and then I get to just Ooh. send that text back to
0: you. Oh, yeah, when uh, but it'll be the opposite <laughs> way around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aaron Rodgers seems to be eating the Bills for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, OK, then. So that's our our predictions for the season. Now, what we want to do is each week, uh, this is going to be a Scruffy-led segment where he gives us uh, a couple of games, two or three games each week to predict. Now, obviously, by the time we record the next podcast, the only game that will have happened is the Buccaneers-Cowboys. So, and this is going to be Scruffy to to keep tabs on, but each each week he's going to give us... Two or three games to predict, and it'll be a competition between me and Smith between who wins uh, overall in the prediction. So, who's better at predicting scorelines? So, do you want to start with this, Smith, or should I?
1: Uh, Well, I I was just going to say, I jump right in, and I've got no facts about this to back up any of it, but I do think it'll uh, be a Buccaneers win, and Mm -hmm. just having to think about it then, I'm thinking at the very least. Um, I don't know like what the score would be. I reckon the Bucks will win by at least eight points. Okay. Um, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going
2: to write this down properly because yeah, I'm thinking, <laughs> I can hold you to it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking either like uh, a touchdown and um, yeah, a t- touchdown and um, an actual kick, not mm-hmm. like <clears throat> um, and. Yeah, I'm thinking they're going to win it by at least eight points, and I reckon one of the books touchdowns is uh, going to come off an
0: interception.
2: One touchdown. off You're the going
0: interception. really, really <laughs> specific with this. I didn't think I didn't expect to go so specific, but I'm enjoying it. I'm here yeah. for it. Uh, I'm, on, like, I'm, gonna... I'm going
1: with the interception now, but um, I think it's because of, we've been watching preseasons. There's been a lot of like yeah. shit mistakes like that, so I'm just thinking. So right, I'll throw just one so in I there, can.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Just so I can clarify, you think the Bucs will get a defensive touchdown? Yes. Okay, okay. I'm going to match your enthusiasm for predictions with my own predictions. So I was initially going to say the Buccaneers will win, Um, but that's because I think it's going to be a very defensive... It's either going to be made or broken by the defence, because I think both offences are going to fire quite well. I think Dak Prescott coming back, he's got something to prove. He will go in hard with this. Tom Brady and that offence, you know, you've got a lot of those players back. But is is that that where
1: he's going to fuck up and there's going to be an interception Though.
0: I don't know. Um, I I, I, I will ask you to be quiet during mine because I was quiet during yours. (laughs) 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 I'm joking, man. Um, But no, I think... I do think the Bucks will win it. I don't think it'll be a a as big a scoreline as you think. I think it will be a probably a field goal between them. Um, but I do think it'll be a pretty good scoring game. I think both teams will get about twenty points apiece. Um, but I do think the the Bucks will start this season off with a win.
1: Yeah, definitely we agree on that.
0: Highly
2: specific
1: predictions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, considering we are now... Uh, an hour and quarter, and I have yeah. ten minutes to get ready for work, <laughs> <laughs> we should try and Swift not be Rambo. as long for the next couple of weeks. But there we go, that's our first episode in the bag. To, to be um, fair,
1: this one was like, oh, there's been three weeks of pre-games, this one, the next one's going be, oh, there's one main game we're focusing on.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Next week should potentially be a short episode, but yeah, we will... Um, I mean, I'm, I've got plenty of time to get ready for work, so fine. <laughs> um, but thank oh. you if you did indeed listen to this. Now, again, this is going to be posted, hopefully, Friday, Saturdays, weekly. Um, with the only exception, I think, being week 10. Uh, let me just... Yes, it will be week 10 that is changing. So week 10 will probably be recorded either on a Wednesday before the... Thursday games um, because I will actually be flying out to Green Bay on the Friday we should be recording. So that's very exciting for me. Um, But yeah, this is hopefully going to be a weekly podcast going until the week after the Super Bowl. We're hoping to plan out some supplementary content going forward. But if you listen to this, thank you very much. And I hope you come back next week to listen Uh, from me At Unusual, Greg.
1: Me, Smith.
2: And myself, Scruffy.
0: It's been a good week and let's look forward to 17 plus weeks of good Packers football.
1: (laughs) 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 Fucking (laughs) blitz (laughs) it!